You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. As we go into the Word this morning, I want to share with you what I call the spirit of conquest. Somebody say the spirit of conquest. The spirit of conquest. You, are you ready to conquer your double? Are you ready? Are you sure? So, we want to look at this spirit of conquest this morning. And let's see how the Lord will lead us. Hallelujah. Turn with me to Numbers chapter 13. Father, I thank you for your word, which is spirit and is life. And know... Lord God, the entrance of your word brings light. It gives understanding to the simple. I receive utterance right now to communicate the oracles of God. Lord my God, anoint this lips of clay. Oh God, speak through this mouth. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, I ask that everyone that listens to me will receive an impartation of the spirit of conquest. That they will conquer every obstacle. They will conquer every challenge. They will conquer every mountain. They will conquer every valley in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We trust you. Hallelujah. Let the power in your word penetrate every spirit. Oh my God. And infuse every life with a conquering spirit. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Numbers 13. In Numbers 13, we see here that Moses sends 12 spies to go and spy the promised land. Now, these guys go there and they come back with report. Okay? They come back with report from their trip, their espionage. Or what do I call it? You know, they went as spies, spied the land. And they were asked to go and see what this land looked like and come back with report to tell them. Even though, I don't know if that was a good idea. But, you know, it happened. Look at verse 23. They came to the valley of Isco, and there cut down a branch with one cluster of grapes. They carried, they carried it between two of them on a pole. They also brought some of the pomegranates and figs. So these people came back, And they brought some evidence. 
Okay, they brought some evidence with them to show the rest of the nation the fruit of this land. And the Bible says that these guys put a cluster of grapes on a pole. Imagine the grapes you buy. Huh? Imagine, I don't know, wherever you buy grapes from. All, all, all the grapes, they look the same size, similar sizes. Is, am I correct? They put them in packs, and in a pack, there are many clusters. Am I correct? But look at these guys. A cluster on a pole. Why on a pole? Why didn't they put it in a packet? Why didn't they put it in a bag? Too big, that's right. Too big. Imagine two people. Imagine Caleb. <laughs> Where is your Joshua? <laughs> Where is Josh? Where is Josh? Okay, okay, there's Josh there. At least we have Caleb and Joshua in this, in this church. We don't care about the others. <laughs> Hallelujah. We don't care about the ten. In fact, I don't even know their names. How many people know the names of the ten? I don't care to know. I don't want to know. So, we have Caleb and Joshua carrying a pole. One in front, one standing in front, one behind, and it is a cluster of grapes. Imagine the size. Hallelujah. So they came with this. They brought it. But let me skip down. I don't want to dwell much here. Verse 27. Then they told him and said, We went to the land where you sent us. It truly flows with milk and honey. And this is its fruit. In other words, it's exactly what God said about this land. It truly is a good land. Look at the kind of fruit. I have never seen a cluster of grapes this big. <laughs> but I guess, so that should tell you how fertile this land was. Am I correct? And for the grapes to be this huge, that should tell you the kind of people that cultivated that land. All right. And verse 28. 
They said, nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong. Of course, what do you expect? Who is going to have the ability to carry grapes of that size if they are not strong? He says, the cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land. They dwell in the land of the south. The Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites dwell in the mountains. The Canaanites dwell by the sea and along the banks of the Jordan. So these people, they've seen, they really spied the land. They went around. They did a survey of the land. They did... um, What's the word? They did. They were able to analyze the land and then they saw where the different kinds of people were in this land. Okay, the ones that are on the mountain, the ones by the Jordan, they, they saw all of that and now they're coming to report. Okay? These people are strong. And then Joshua quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once. Sorry, Caleb. I thought you were listening. Huh? Okay. Let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. That's the spirit. Don't know someone say that's the spirit. spirit. Yeah. That's the kind of spirit you need in this day and age. Let us go up at once. Don't delay. Let's go quickly. Now is the time. Not tomorrow. Not next year. At once. Let's go. Let's go. Come on. But the man who had gone up with him said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. Hello. Did God know that they were stronger than you? What if God made them strong so that they could cultivate the land properly for you? What if their strength was to your advantage? Why are you so negative in your thinking? Why do you interpret situations like that? Caleb says, let us go up at once. But then the other ten say, no, we can't go. Let's not go. We're not able. They're stronger than us. Have you forgotten the kind of God you have? 
Have you forgotten how he brought down a superpower? The superpower of the day. Egypt was the superpower. You know, today we have United States as a superpower. No, there are some superpowers. We have the United States. We have Russia. You know, those two, those two countries are considered superpowers. And they are also wannabe superpowers. You know? Yeah, as well. But those two, without any dispute, they are superpowers. So think about a God that humbles a whole nation. And not just any nation, a superpower. Because Egypt was a superpower. Egypt was a superpower at the time. So God brought Egypt to her knees. Destroyed the entire army of Egypt. Destroyed the king of Egypt. Destroyed every firstborn in Egypt. They are forgotten. They're forgotten. How many victories have you had in the past? What has God done for you before? Haven't you seen the Lord humble the enemy in your life at some point? Come on. Is there anybody that has seen the, en- the Lord humble the enemy? The Lord has done something for you. And you're just, ex- you're just so grateful that he did it. So, God has done so many things for these people. He parted the sea. Where have you heard of a sea parting? And a whole nation, over three million people, crossed on dry land. And God has been speaking. And everything so far, everything God has been saying to them has come to pass. And now they've seen the fruit to confirm what God said. As a confirmation, God says, I have given the land to you. But then these other people say, no, we are not able. He says, nevertheless, look at, look at, look, look at, look at what they say in verse, verse 28. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong. They are strong. And then verse 31, he says, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. They are stronger than we. I want you to develop an appetite for confronting giants. Hallelujah. Develop a desire. Hallelujah. To face the ones that are bigger than you. When something is bigger than you, get excited. Yes. I don't know how many of you that watched that movie, I'm trying, I don't even remember the name. This short guy and his twin brother is Is it? It's twins. Is that the name of the movie? Okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. So this short guy, imagine him 
And then he, he comes to you, he's challenging you with confidence. But he knows his brother is not far. <laughs> yeah. So that gives him confidence. Am I correct? Gives him confidence. You know where I come from, they say that when a small boy walks up to you and gives you a slap and claps you, if a small boy does that, don't be fooled. There's somebody behind. <laughs> Are you hearing me? Yeah, there is somebody that he knows is backing him. He can do that because he knows if you respond, his big brother will show up. And I remember those days in school, you know, you will see some boys, you know, some bullies, they will send a small guy to go and, and uh, provoke you. So, when you, when you respond, when you hit the guy, those guys come out. They now come out and say, why did you hit him? Meanwhile, he's the one that provoked you. Hallelujah. He's the one that provoked you. They now come out, then they beat you up. For real. Ish. <laughs> yeah. So, things like that happen. But God says, I've given you this land. God has shown his power. And then God says, okay, now you go. Now these guys go, they spy the land. And then they come back, they say, these people are stronger than us. We're not able. Meanwhile, Caleb quieted the people. He says, guys... It's not about the size of the people. Look at the size of the fruit. Hallelujah. Look at the size of the fruit. Look at the size of our God. Look at the size of our God. Don't look at the size of the challenge. Don't look at the size of the problem. Don't look at the size of the mountain. Don't look at the size of the devil. Hallelujah. There is no devil that is bigger than your God. There is no situation that is bigger than your Father. Nothing. Nothing. So walk with your head high. Walk like that little boy that knows that his giant brother is, is behind him. You walk with confidence. Okay, so, but Joshua, I love Caleb's response, and then we see, in fact, let's go to chapter 14. In chapter 14, God is speaking to Moses, okay? 
Now, because of these people's behavior, I don't want to go through all the other verse, verses, but because of their behavior, these people were saying, they were complaining, Oh, Moses, you brought us here. We want to destroy us. And you and God have connived to destroy us. You, Aaron, and they even wanted to stone Moses. And God was upset. Because what has God not done for these people? What has God not done? He, part, he, he, he delivered them from Egypt. Amen. That alone is enough. Amen. Do you get my point? But he didn't stop at that. He continued. God continued to do mighty works. Feeding them, sustaining them supernaturally. Sustain them throughout. And now these people, they, they don't want to get into the land. Verse 14 says, The congregation lifted up, up their voice and cried, and the people wept that night. Can you imagine? After such a good report, the people, I mean, after seeing the fruit, hearing the report of Caleb and Joshua, but the report of the majority overwhelmed them. And they allowed the report of the majority to get into their hearts. Sometimes God is speaking to you. Sometimes God is speaking to you, but the voices around you are overwhelming the voice of God. Are overwhelming the promises of God. They are overwhelming the word of God. That you have received. Because when you put on the news, you hear this thing. And you, you know, you, you put on the radio, you hear this. You put on the TV, you hear this. And everything is like your heart sinks. Your heart sinks. Meanwhile, God is speaking in a still small voice. And he's saying to you, I have given it to you. I have made a way for you. He's saying to you, you are able, you are well able to possess this. You are well able to possess this, but no, the voices of your neighbors, the voices of your friends, the voices of your colleagues are so loud. The still small voice is so still. It's so easy to overlook it. But then the audible voices around you. What are you going to do? So those voices made these people to weep. And all the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron. The whole congregation said to him, If only we had died in the land of Egypt. Oh, if only we had died in this wilderness. Haven't you seen people? I mean, God has done so many things for them. Now they face a challenge and they want to die. They become suicidal. Hello. Let my life just end now. It's like Elijah the prophet. You know, after... after um, killing 450 prophets of Baal. 
and he closed the heavens. I mean, this guy has done amazing things. And Jezebel says, I'm going to take off your head. This prophet runs and he's saying, God, kill me now. Kill me. I'm not better than my father's. Kill me. What is my life? Hey, prophet, what happened? You see, haven't we been there sometimes? You're faced with this situation and say, oh no, I want to end it now. Let it end now. Let it end now. This challenge is just too much. You've forgotten the one he did yesterday. You've forgotten. You've forgotten that God has not changed. You've forgotten how he miraculously delivered you in the past. You forgot how he miraculously provided for you in the past. You forgot how he punished the enemy on your behalf. You've forgotten the things that he has done, which people have even confirmed that only God can do this. And you re- you, you, you've forgotten those things. Now you're faced with one challenge and you want to end it all. That's, what, that's the spirit that came on these people. That's the spirit that came on these people. And these people want, want to die. We should have just died in Egypt. Why did we cross the Red Sea? Why did we follow Moses? Hmm? Why? Now look at this manna we're eating all the time. This, this boring manna. What? We should have just come back to Egypt where we can eat... Uh, uh, garlic <laughs> cucumber and some gl- garlic burger or something. Uh, Why well, we can eat? What are we? What is all this wilderness thing? But now they have seen the fruit of this land. Sumptuous. That fruit does not exist in Egypt. Egypt cannot produce that kind of fruit. Why? Why can't we focus on the promises of God? Instead of focusing on the situation. You see? So, because of all of this, God decided, okay, Moses, I'm going to wipe out this congregation. I will destroy the entire nation. I will wipe them all out. I want to kill them now. Moses, you, I will start a new nation with you. You know, God can do that. Yeah. He did it with Noah, right? Now he's ready to do it with these people. And Moses intercedes for these people. God, you can't do that. You are a merciful God. And he begins to appeal to the nature of God. The character of God. And he began to intercede for these people. And he says, look, the, the, the nations, the Egyptians are going to say that you could not take them in. That's why you killed them. To make it easy. And Moses, God didn't say to Moses, no, it's, what you are saying is not true. Hallelujah. Remember, Moses had a relationship with God. The Bible says he spoke to God face to face as a man would speak to his friend. 
And God says, okay, I'm not going to take, I'm not going to, I'm not going to kill them because of your prayer. But then he says, God says, now let's skip to verse 20. Then the Lord said, I have pardoned according to your word. Okay, I have pardoned according to your word. But truly as I live, all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. <laughs> I love the Lord. You know, God is upset. He's so upset. And he says, Moses, because you pray like this, because you intercede, that's why intercession is powerful. When you stand in the gap and you pray for people, God moves. You have power with God, but you need to learn to use it. So Moses prays and God answers. And God says, he says, I'll have pardoned them. But nevertheless, as long as I live, the whole earth shall be filled <laughs> with my glory. Amen. Hallelujah. God is still bent on revealing himself. Showing himself to humanity. To every nation under the earth, under heaven. He's bent on doing that. And he says, because all these men who have seen my glory and the signs which I did in Egypt and in the wilderness and have put me to test now these ten times. God was counting. Hey, turn to your neighbor and say, God is counting. God is a good accountant. He keeps books. He keeps records. He was counting. Huh? He said, these people, they've seen my signs. They've seen my wonders. They've seen my miracles. How many people have never seen a miracle before? You've never? Okay, you've never. Okay. All right, you're going to see miracles. Hallelujah. He says, these people have seen my miracles. They've seen my miracles. And yet, they behave like this. Hmm? They've tested me ten times now. They refuse to obey my voice. And then he says, they certainly shall not see the land of which I swore to their fathers. Nor shall any of those who rejected me see it. Phew. Tell your neighbor it's a serious matter. Yeah. Unbelief is terrible. Unbelief will cut you off from what God has for you. God's pleasure is for them to get into this land. But because of their unbelief, they refuse to believe God. And God says, I'm going to, they wouldn't get in. They wouldn't get in. And that's what happens to many people. They've experienced God. Whenever they experience God, oh, they can testify. Come on, testify. Hmm? I remember those days when they used, they used to show that. Uh, anyway, I don't know if they still do, but um, what's that program? Anyway, one program like that, Tatama Chance. Yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Tatama Millions. <laughs> huh? 
<laughs> so they will dance after they've won the lotto. And I remember one time watching, and this woman, she just knelt down. Jesus, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. She's praising Jesus. Anybody can praise God when they have won, when they have experienced. Anybody, even those that don't believe in God, say thank you, Jesus. You see, so God is not impressed, He's not moved by that. What the true test of your faith is how you respond when you see challenges. That's the true test. When things are not going the way you want, how do you respond? Look at how these people responded. That's definitely the wrong way to respond. Amen? But now look at what God says. Verse 24. Hallelujah. I love verse 24. It says, But my servant Caleb... Because he has a different spirit in him. And has followed me fully. I will bring him into the land where he went. And his descendants shall inherit it. Hallelujah. That's the conquering spirit. He had another spirit in him. He had another spirit. The rest had one kind of spirit. But Caleb had another spirit. That's the spirit I have. Come on. Don't your neighbor say, that's the spirit I have. Yes, I have another spirit. Yeah, the spirit of conquest. The spirit that is able to conquer every situation. My old man. Doesn't matter the size of the challenge. It doesn't matter the size of the giant. It doesn't matter the size of the army coming against me. I have another spirit. I have another spirit. It's a spirit that enables me to conquer. Hallelujah. And that's it's because of that spirit. It's God that now explained to us or rather highlighted the spirit. We saw his response. Caleb in chapter 13 verse 30. He says, then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and take possession for we are well able to overcome it. We are well able. So that's how this spirit talks. This spirit looks at things and says, I am able. Hallelujah. It looks at the situation and says, I am able. It looks at the impossibility. It says, I, it is possible. Hallelujah. It looks at the unimaginable and says, I can see it. It looks at the invisible and says, I can, I can see it so I can do it. Hallelujah. That's, that's this kind of spirit. This spirit sees beyond the prevailing situation. It sees beyond the prevailing situation. 
So what are you seeing right now? What is the challenge before you right now? You have a conquering spirit? Or are you like the ten who we don't know about? I mean, we don't know their names. The ten whom we cannot identify. (laughs) I choose to be like Caleb. Hallelujah. Caleb, you are my friend. Hallelujah. I want your spirit. Glory to Jesus. Yeah. Caleb had a different spirit. It's a spirit of conquest. This spirit conquers and ensures that it takes hold of the promises of God. It takes hold of the promises of God. In the face of adversity, in the face of impossibilities, in the face of hordes of hell, this spirit says, I'm able. Hallelujah. Yes. It says, we are well able. Let's go up at once. This spirit does not procrastinate. It says, let us go up at once. That's how the spirit operates. Hmm? This spirit does not overanalyze. Okay? It does not overanalyze. It does not overreason things. Because when you overanalyze, you know, this what they call, is it analysis of paralysis? Hmm? Or is it paralysis of analysis? <laughs> Either way, it sounds okay. <laughs> sounds the same. You know, I'm telling you, when you overanalyze, it cripples your faith. It drains you of inspiration. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't analyze things. You should, but not overdo it. Come on. Don't overdo it. How do you think a prophet like Elijah ran and was ready to die? Maybe he analyzed and said, look at me. I'm not even strong. This, this Jezebel, she has the entire army at her disposal. Huh? And, you know, the, the state, the, 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 the power of the state. And what, who am I? Imagine the president says that he's going to finish you. So he has the hawks, he has the police, he has the defense force. He has, he has all of them. And they are coming for you. You alone. You. Tiny. You. Tiny you. Can you imagine that? So that's what Elijah was facing. So he analyzed it. Analyzed the whole situation. I saw, oh my goodness. And if they come from this direction, where do I hide? There's nowhere to hide. Actually, you know, what, what do I do now? God, the best thing, just kill me. Kill me now. Now. So, because he analyzed so much, he diminished God. You see? So, when you overanalyze, when you overanalyze the challenge before you, when you overanalyze it, what do you do? You reduce God to the size of your challenge. 
You reduce God to the size of your giant. You reduce God to the size of your mountain. Can you imagine that what... How can you do such a thing? The whole God of the universe. That when he came down, the mountain was keeping. Huh? David, David says, who, who told you mountain to skip? Hmm? When he speaks, he says, the voice of the Lord breaks the cedars of Lebanon. But when you anal- overanalyze, what's going to happen is that you stop seeing that. You are saying, I am finished. I am finished. When I'm faced with things that I, I can't find and figure out, you know what? I don't analyze. I stop. Yeah, I just intentionally refuse to analyze. That's why I can stay sane. Because if not, the battles that I fight, ah, They're enough to make me run. You will look for me, you won't find me. I'm telling you. Yeah, but we just keep going. Come on. Hallelujah. One day at a time. One victory at a time. Hallelujah. We move from victory to victory. I, the, I got a victory yesterday. But today's battle doesn't require yesterday's victory. Hallelujah. It requires a fresh release. So if you want to conquer, if you want to conquer, if you want a conquering spirit, you need to know how to face mountains without being intimidated. Because when you are before the mountain, go read, look at the story of... of, uh, David and Goliath. The entire nation has analyzed Goliath so much that they were paralyzed. And so much that when David went <laughs> to, 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 to say that, look, I want to take this guy on. Saul looks at him and says, look at this teenager. A whole experienced army. Is not able to. Then you, small boy, huh? Probably about fourteen years. You want to go and fight him? So say, this guy he's been fighting from his youth. He's advanced. Does that matter? After all, the devil has been around before we were even. <laughs> Hallelujah. So does that mean that we should now? No, it doesn't. It's been around from before the earth. His experience. So his, his experience. His experience. He he he, he's, he he lied to some people, some angels in heaven, and he got them out of heaven with him. He's got experience at deceit. So does that mean that I should now be paralyzed because he's experienced? No. I have the ancient of days. That's one of the reasons why God has, there's a revelation of God called the ancient of days. There's nobody more experienced than the ancient of days. There's nobody older than the ancient of days. Hallelujah. 
there's nobody that has been around before the ancient of days. The ancient of days is my father. And he is with me. So come with all your experience. I'm not just using my own experience. I'm using the experience of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Haven't you seen companies, some companies, they'll talk, they'll tell you, okay, you know, this company, you know, we have a total um, years experience, 200 years experience in this field. When they put, they add all the skills together, all the years, all, all the, the team together, they, 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 they not tell you, on the strength of the combined experience, this company is credible. Hallelujah. And then so you deal with them according to this, uh, according to the combined experience, the combined strength. So I and God combine together. Come on. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm, I and God. Hallelujah. Amen. So it doesn't matter. Okay, I'm 50 years old. It's not, I'm not working on 50 years experience. Hallelujah. I'm working on eternal experience. Glory to God. So I combine my few years on earth with the eternal one. With the experience of the ancient of days. So because of that, I can conquer anything. Come on, say, I can conquer anything. I have a conquering spirit. Yeah, there's no mountain. The mountains, there's no mountain older than the ancient of days. Hallelujah. There is no valley older than the ancient of days. So, what does that mean? I can face anything. I can face anything. And that's why we sing a song. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Hallelujah. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. All fear is gone. Yes. Because I know he holds the future. He holds tomorrow. I don't hold tomorrow. But the one that holds tomorrow is my senior partner. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And when you, can, when you bring the ancient of days into your business, are you following me? When you bring the ancient of days into your business and you make him a senior partner, how many... You make him the a part of your board. Hallelujah. There is no situation that you cannot overcome. But when you limit it to your experience and you limit it to yourself, you limit it to your strength, you limit it to your ability, you limit it to your training, you limit it to your exposure. And, and that is where your confidence is. You will be defeated one day. Because you will face a giant that is more experienced than you. Hallelujah. So we do not put our confidence in the flesh. We put our confidence in the Lord. Let's stand up on our feet. Come on. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Just begin to bless the Lord. Say the Lord. Lord, I'm thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Yes, I am one. The Bible says, he that is joined, joined with the Lord is one spirit. One spirit. I and the Father are one. I and Jesus are one. I and the Holy Spirit are one. 
I can defeat any situation. Why? Because my senior partner, hallelujah, has got all it takes. I might not have all it takes. I might not have all it takes, but he has all it takes. Hallelujah. I'm excited. Bring the next giant. Bring the next mountain. Hallelujah. I don't care. I'm ready to face it. I have a conquering spirit. I'm ready to face it. I'm ready. Oh, yes, Lord. We bless your name. Come on, begin to talk to the Lord. Say, Lord, Lord, forgive me for the times I have allowed the situation to overwhelm me. I've allowed challenges to overwhelm me. I've allowed circumstances to overwhelm me. Forgive me for those times. Now I know, now I know that with you, you and I make the winning team. You and I cannot be defeated. Come on. Oh, yes, Lord. Oh, we bless your name. Yes, we bless your name, Lord. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Now say this, say this with me. Say, Heavenly Father, I come before you. I ask for mercy. <laughs> Forgive me for belittling you. Forgive me for my unbelief. Forgive me for allowing situations, for allowing circumstances to overwhelm me. Now I know. I know better. I have the spirit of conquest. You and I make a winning team. You and I can never be defeated. The Bible says, He that is joined with the Lord is one spirit. I am joined with you. Therefore, I am one with you. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, let's celebrate the word of God. Glory, glory. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.